Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Nikki Sin, and this is Coffee Talk. You may recognize this week's guest from shows like MTV's Are You the One, MTV's The Challenge, or from her podcast, Boss Babes. Let's welcome the Boston Babe herself, Miss Brittany Valdi. Hey, Nikki. Thank hey. you so much for having me on today. And I know we have been keeping in touch through social media, but I don't think we've spoken to one another since like 2015, I believe you said. Yeah, that which is crazy because, you know, given the, the pandemic felt like eight years <laughs> already. It did. So this is this is nuts. Welcome. You are the first guest on, on Coffee Talk. So that's I'm excited exciting. to be the first guest. And I know that you mentioned to bring my favorite coffee mug. However, I am not a big coffee drinker, so I did not do that. But I am rocking my Boss Babes t-shirt so we can talk about the Boss Babes later on. Podcast life. I love it. Podcast brought, life all the way. I brought this this coffee mug that I have that I got in a secret Santa at my old work. Uh, I could tell the person did not know me at all because uh, they bought me a basic coffee mug that just says coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and they put tea in it. Tea hey, at least, at least the color is pretty. I'm kind of digging yeah. the royal blue color and they kind of left it for you to personalize it if you wanted to. Yeah. It it matches my my tumbler, so I feel pretty good about that. There you go. <laughs> That's basically all all I've got with that with blue. More of a we're all black person, and of course I've got my sports attire on for you. Um, it's a Degrassi Panthers jersey. Uh, Canadians will probably know this best. They are a Canadian team, and they're very fictional. So <laughs> they're a lot I'm here for mind. it. I, I love the the sports and the sports team. So I love that you are representing. A team that is out in your area as well. Yeah. Go Panthers. Uh, <laughs> so, so like, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start with a little, little fastball on this one. Uh, that was my only sports. Term. <laughs> um, so your original series, Are You The One has been, it's been getting some, some rapid fire here uh, based on some controversy uh, with allegations of production intervening on season five. Have you kept up with that or like, how do you, how do you feel about it? To be honest with you, I think it's because I've gotten a little bit older. So for those of you guys that don't know, my season of Argue the One, because I'm getting questions about this all the time. And Netflix, well, not even this question in particular, but questions about Argue the One in season one. So Argue the One got released on Netflix back in like December. And since then, my followers are jumping up almost as if my season had just been released. So I have people being like, oh my gosh, I'm from Egypt. Like, I'm from Canada. I'm from Australia. Like, I love you on Are You The One? And I'm just like, hey guys, like that show, that's awesome. That show was released seven or eight years ago. I was like 23, 24 at the time. And here I am, flash forward. I'm now in my early 30s. So like, not only was that so long ago, I barely even remember like half of what went on on that TV show. But I guess the reason why I'm mentioning it to you is... A lot of people that watch that TV show, I feel like are in their teens or early 20s. So I have not kept up with Are You The One since after, I believe, season two or three, um, because I just don't watch those types of teeny bopper shows anymore. Um, and not to knock Are You The One or any of those types of shows. It's just I kind of like phased out of it, if that makes sense. I mean, think about it. When you're a kid, you watch cartoons. Um, when you get older, you start to watch other types of TV shows or more. I like I love to watch watch sports documentaries and movies and I love to watch stuff based on like ancient Egypt and whatever. 
Um, I still watch MTV's The Challenge, which I know we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, but to answer your question and circle all the way back, um, I have not kept up with any of the most recent seasons. I have heard some of the allegations. I'm not fully aware of what is going on. So I can't really speak about it that much because honestly, I haven't been really keeping up with it fully. Which which is totally fair. I find um, it the one of the allegations from one of the cast members sort of, it seems like it came out of left field. Another sports term. <laughs> I like the puns ter- today, Nikki. We'll get a, a sports term counter at the bottom. Um, <laughs> we got two. Of, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Um, almost going to get a home run. It's a three <laughs> or a hat trick. <laughs> I'm <Maybe>. into it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I felt like the, those allegations seemed to, like they came out of left field for fans and viewers, but definitely for the cast members, I don't think it was, I think it was something that they were they were harboring for a while and I, I do sympathize with them. And I, I hope that it all gets sorted and anyone who needs to be held accountable, I hope they are held accountable. Yeah, I can agree with that. Again, I don't know what is going on, but whatever happens to be going on, whether it's, again, I don't know if it's assault or partying or I don't even know exactly what the situation is, but whatever the case may be, Hopefully the right people are held accountable as you are mentioning and hopefully whoever is involved isn't lying or making things up either just to be in the press because we see sometimes, and I'm not saying that these people are making things up because again, I don't even know what's going on in general, but I feel like sometimes people will make things up just to be like a headliner in the news. So Um, If it is something that's serious, I hope it's taken care of. And I guess that's all I really can say about it because, again, I don't even really know what's going on. And I have not really kept up with anything Are You The One related, really, except for my friends. Like, I still talk to, like, Shelby, Ryan Malady. Um, I really only got to know season one and season two and a couple of people from season three because, like I said, after that, I kind of just phased out of that TV show, I guess. Yeah, I feel like Are You the One for me personally uh had a similar feel to it as like Bad Girls Club. So when I was like younger, I loved Bad Girls Club. I'd watch it and I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, this is great. It's just people like partying, hooking up. I love it. There's fights. And like now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, sometimes I'll rewatch it. Like I, I was rewatching Are You the One? And you know, I was rewatching some seasons of Bad Girls Club. And I was like, oh, they're very loud and they're up very late. Um, <laughs> don't like why aren't they drinking water before they go to bed they're going to be hung over in the morning i have like much more matured views of it i'm like okay there was no need to start fighting that's kind of like my mindset and i think you're sort of hitting the nail on the head where as you get older you like for me for example i still have like that party that fun that high energy like i had on season one of our youth one and in the challenge but i just feel like as you get older it's like you're still gonna go out and drink and have your girls nights and go to the club sometimes. I mean, obviously it's a pandemic, so not maybe right this second, but I feel like as you get older, one, your priorities change Two, as far as like wanting to be more healthy and maybe wanting to have kids. And like you said, drinking water before bed and stuff like that, your whole mindset starts to change. And like, even for me, like people will say, Oh, would you ever go on another dating show? And it's like, obviously definitely not one, I'm in a relationship. And two, it's, I'm 30 something years old. So I think it would look really odd for me to go on another dating show. Um, like I said, one, because I'm in a relationship, but two, I'm like past that phase, but would I compete on something like the challenge again, or like legends of the hidden temple or something like that? 
where it's more like low key and like fun and competitive and less partying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I love that. And that sort of, uh, sort of brings me to my next question. Um, you know, you're talking about your life moving forward and, and doing new things and having, and your relationship. Uh, we haven't talked since 2015, which we mentioned earlier. What have you been up to? Oh my gosh. 2015. I, that was, I feel like that was so long ago. I feel like so much has happened in between that five or six years that I don't even know where to begin. But I guess the biggest thing is I, after reality TV, I guess I'll just start there. After the whole reality TV world, I kind of lived in LA for a little bit with my former castmate, Ryan Malady. We are still good friends to this day. I actually recently finished um, recording and editing an episode with him for my, the Boss Babes Lifestyle Sports podcast. But after living in LA, I kind of moved back to the Boston area and dived back into my career. And there I kind of got into uh, working in production for a little bit. I started producing. I started learning how to edit. I was working part-time at a news and sports station. Um, and there, that was awesome because I learned so many great things on, again, how to do stand-ups and how to edit and how to produce my own content. It was a lot of a lot of fun. I really loved working at WMCT News in Marlboro, Massachusetts. So shout out to them. Um, and just getting highly involved in like charities out in the area. I loved covering sports charity events and showing people how athletes give back to their communities. So after being in Boston for so long and realizing like, okay, I kind of miss being in front of the camera. I know I probably don't really want to get that involved in reality TV. Like how do I start my own brand? So that's where the boss babes kind of came into play where a friend, a good friend of mine and that we used to work together at WMCT news. She was like, Brit, it was right after a bad breakup of mine. We, I was dating this kid for like two years. We ultimately ended up breaking up. That's a whole other topic, but through that breakup, I kind of learned like a lot about myself and my spirituality and kind of just focused on me and kind of helped launch the brand alongside my good friend, Emma, who actually just had a baby. And congrats, yeah, congrats to Emma. She literally just had a baby a couple of weeks ago. And she's the one that I actually uh, signed up for Lens of the Hidden Temple with. So if we get on that show, wink, mm -hmm. wink, it would be the <laughs> both of us. Um, again, I don't even know if we're going to get chosen or even get calls, but it was kind of cool just to audition for it or at least send in the paperwork. But nonetheless, um, after reality TV wrapped up, came back to Boston, did a bunch of stuff, started a podcast. I'm in a completely different new relationship. We've actually been dating for about a year and a half and we do a lot of traveling between North Carolina and Boston because he's actually from down South. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I mean, a lot obviously has happened in between all that, but that's kind of like the shortened version of it or else we'd be talking for hours. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question is how do you think the pandemic has affected the, like the sports experience for fans and for players? So that's an excellent question. And I know I've talked to my boyfriend about it, my friends and family about it, and I'm sure everybody has talked about it. Um, the pandemic has definitely affected fans, both indirectly and directly. Indirectly, I guess I mean, in the sense that for a while or for a year, a little over a year, no one was allowed to go to games in person. It was everybody had to either watch the live stream or uh, watch on TV or whatever the case may be. Um, not only were there no sports for like six to eight months at all, like no one was even playing for a while or most sports weren't even playing. The only sport that was around, I think most of last summer was UFC. They were able to like hone everybody in and put them on some like magical Island. And I don't know, somehow UFC was able to do it, but going back to like the MLB ice hockey, 
basketball, all like the major sports, they all shut down for a while. And I think for fans, especially avid sports fans like myself, it kind of like put a dampen on what, like being excited, like, okay, there's a Boston Bruins game on tonight. I can't wait to go home and, or go to the bar with my friends and celebrate or the Boston Celtics. Woo. Like they just won. Like let's go out and, and celebrate. So like to not have that, it was almost like so much a part of all of our lives and have it taken away was definitely stressful. But uh, on the flip side, it was kind of cool because after a while I got so used to not watching the sports that I kind of just found myself going outside more often and being one with nature. So there was a lot of pluses and minuses. I know that that's odd to say, but so indirectly people were affected and then directly people were affected who played the sport because of course their salaries got messed around with. They lost a whole year of training or playing with their team or sometimes some people lost months. Some people lost years, high school kids, missed out on their senior year of playing or missed out on their freshman year of college. So I feel like that question is so vague and like loose. It's like hard to answer it because from a fan's perspective is different from an actual player's perspective is different. I find, um, you know, I would, I would watch the UFC fights here and there without the crowd, not as exciting. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just two grown men and you got to hear they're like, they're like punch slapping. Noises. Yeah, I'm like, it is, it's, it's, I found it awkward. I was like, should I be watching this? <laughs> I agree with like you. No one else is there. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you too with that, with not having the the fans and the crowd and the noise. I think that it probably affects not only the players a little bit, but the people watching. For example, I recently went to a Boston Bruins game about a month ago. Um, I went with a couple of friends and it's weird because they are finally starting to allow X amount of people in per game. I don't know if they're at 25% or back in when I went, I think it was only like 12% were allowed, but nonetheless, it's basically like empty and only a handful of people are allowed. So when you're there, they actually pump in the fake noise. So like you're talking about, they pump in like the fake fan noise and like the grunting and the, this and the, that. And it's almost like so fake that you don't even really want to watch it yet because it's not the same but I'm happy that things are slowly starting to come back yeah it all sort of felt like a weird sitcom without a laugh track essentially that's that's what it's kind of like uh it almost feels like it's like a little bit manipulated in a way yeah and I want to obviously I want to talk about America's fifth like sport the challenge um, have, have you been keeping so have you been keeping up with the new season uh season 36 that just ended and the challenge all-stars so i did not watch any of season 36 i probably will go back and watch it on demand however i have been i actually have to catch up on last week's episode and this week's i'll probably be watching both either tonight or tomorrow for all-stars so i have been watching all-stars and the reason for that is One, obviously, I'm friends with a lot of the castmates. And two, I'm really good friends with Mark Long. And I can give you guys some backstory on that. Mark will actually be coming on my podcast at the end of the All-Star season because I want him to kind of talk about the whole process. But Mark was actually one of the head producers and one of the main starters of that season. And although I can't give out too much info, obviously, it's his show. But I can say that two or three years ago, he personally reached out to me and was like, Britt, have this freaking really great idea. And I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but I really want to get back some of the OGs of OGs that used to compete on the challenge because he was kind of sick of, I think, 
all the drama and the new people on the shows and not that they're not great. And I understand MTV like does everything awesome in the way that they do it. But I think Mark just had a vision of, I want to get my old friends together. I want to have it go back to like the old way of the TV show where it's just competition, less drama, less hookups and more focusing on the challenges themselves, which that's exactly if you guys have been watching the new season of all Stars, that's all it is. Like there's barely any drama. They just focus mainly on, uh, the politics, the friendships, and what's they're doing as far as competing. And it's kind of refreshing for me because, again, being older, uh, I kind of like watching that a little bit better than watching, like, who's hooking up with who and why is so-and-so fighting because somebody slapped this person in the face over a piece of bologna. It's like that stuff to me gets old after a while, but if you're a teenager or in your 20s, don't get me wrong. I used to love watching that stuff too. I was the one that used to watch Jerry Springer and Maury and be like, Jerry, Jerry. But it's like, as you get older, like Mark Long is in his fifties, for example, it's like Mark Long is 50. A lot of, a lot of those people that are competing are in their late thirties, early forties, or even fifties like Mark. So those people are kind of past the prime of their drama stage. If that makes sense. <laughs> and like, I think there's still drama sort of on all stars. Like you can, you can feel tension. Yeah, there's definitely some tension, but it's not like nothing like any of the shows that are on MTV, in my opinion. It's not like like a Twitter beef. So I love I love drama on shows. Um, <laughs> I sort of like live for it because I like, you know, I, I like what I refer to as trashy reality TV a lot of the time. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to like zone out and watch uh, like Too Hot to Handle on Netflix or like just something that has no... I'm going to get a lot of, please don't give me hate in the comments or roast me about it, but like something that has no substance. Yeah. Like no substance. Yeah. Like Jersey Shore, Jordy Shore, any shores, any of the shores. I totally get it. And I get what you're saying too. That's kind of like when you watch sports again, not that sports don't have any substance. Of course they do, but it's more so I feel like people watch reality TV and sports and a lot of the things you read or watch in general, like movies, you almost kind of want it to have just a little bit of substance, but a little bit of drama and keep you just entertained because the whole point is to entertain you and to kind of give you that outlet. So if you're having a bad day at work or you just broke up with your boyfriend or you're going through a divorce or you just, you're suffering loss, like you just lost your pet cat. It's like people don't necessarily want the substance. They want to have some trashy reality TV or a funny movie to take their mind off of something. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. During the pandemic, my, I, used to refer to my my Friday night parties uh, where I would be at home alone in my room <laughs> and I would put Geordie Shore on because it has like it's I talk about it so often on this podcast but I love Geordie Shore uh, and I would have like my LED sign on and I'd like turn the lights out and just be watching that I'm like I would like text people I'm like I'm at the club where are you and they're like what are you talking about I'm like look I'm at the club <laughs> that was my like my party you were just like pretending to be at the club I mean you kind of had to last summer. There was really nothing to do besides Netflix binge. And in my case, because I'm not really a big watcher of TV unless it's late at night. Like lately, actually, believe it or not, my boyfriend and I, uh, before he left for his baseball season, were binge watching episodes of MTV's Cribs. We were getting very nostalgic and getting into MTV's Cribs. And uh, I used to love watching that and Pimp My Ride and stuff back in the day. But anyways, instead of watching TV during the pandemic last year, I did a lot of like meditating and spending time outside and really just spending time outside. But I, I understand and feel for the people that enjoy 
watching TV. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to watch some freaking TV, who the heck am I to tell you to go outside and ride a bike if you don't want to ride a bike? (laughs) I like to sort of split the time. So I could spend, I don't know, a week in bed watching Criminal Minds. Because, you know, they have 11 seasons on Disney Plus now. I'm not I'm not giving a plug to Disney Plus. But, you know, Matthew Gray Goobler is my dream man. Uh, oh. So I just like to watch him on that show. You know? But I also, I love going for hikes. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go, like, paragliding or something. But I, I like to go on walks. You know? I, I like fresh air. I like the outdoors. <laughs> I mean, you live, in, you live in Canada. I hope you like some fresh air and you like getting outside. Because that place looks beautiful. Oh, it is. I'm very excited to go back to the West Coast in a few weeks because I miss being surrounded by mountains. Right now I'm very surrounded cool. by houses in a <laughs> like a yuppie area. Very but, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So we were we were talking about the challenge and got a little distracted by, you know, <laughs> life. Um, would you return to the challenge? I feel like I get this question so often and the answer is 100% yes. I would love to compete again. Um, and I don't know if I would want it to be individual or teams or who my teammate would be, because again, I've been out of the game for so long that I don't even know really like what they've been doing on the shows. I know sometimes it's individual, sometimes you have a team, sometimes there's a twist. Um, I would 100% compete again. It depends what stage of my life I'm at. Obviously if I'm like Jenna and I'm pregnant, I'm not going to be competing, but if they ask me within the next year or two and I'm completely free. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to go out and compete. It's just everybody always asks, like, why aren't you competing again? And the big thing is, I think the talent has gotten so diluted because MTV pulls people from all these different shows now that they've almost like forgotten about some of their key people like myself because they're networking and getting people from like CBS or wherever the heck they're pulling talent from all these different types of TV shows now. So the chances of me getting casted again unfortunately I think you're like slim to none because I feel like they cast the same people over and over and over again and if they don't cast the same people they're pulling people from like CBS or whatever like Big Brother or Survivor or wherever the heck they're getting their people from I only know that um they they get people from from those shows because uh CBS and Viacom merged Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that that took me a while to put together like to think about it because I was like what they're getting all these people and like I enjoy those shows I live in a like a reality tv household you know we we watch big brother big brother Canada though is superior to big brother if you don't like the American <laughs> big brother watch either the Canadian one or the Australian one much better the Canadian one had an insanely diverse cast this season and I'm just like I'm I'm so proud to just you know be in a country that produced that sort of content but if so say you were to return again, right? Would you would you return if it was like exes again or like arrivals or maybe like battle of the seasons like you could work with people from your season of Are You the One? Um I probably wouldn't do another exes only because one I've already done exes of course and then two I think with me again going back to being older and not wanting to start drama especially with my potential future husband I do not think I would want to put myself in a position where it can be scripted. Not that it's scripted, but like the way that they edit things can seem like it's scripted. I wouldn't want it to be scripted or have things play out in a way where, oh, Britney's back into Adam or Britney's back into blah, blah, blah. When like start drama between my boyfriend and I now. Um, So as far as like an ex's type of season or anything that involves drama with 
somebody that I may or may not have dated in the past. Um, no, but battle of the seasons, like if they did like an, are you the one Dreamcast versus like people from season 18 of the real world or something like whoever the heck they wanted to do it. I would do like a battle of the seasons or essentially anything other than like another <laughs> season of X's. I would be totally game for. That's because you carried Adam the whole time. <laughs> and that's because I carried Adam. So that's another reason why I do not want to have a crappy partner. So because your back hurts from carrying him the whole it's time. It's true. That is. And I'm throwing shade on that. But <laughs> so you were telling me um, you're not you're not super big on, uh, you know, big brother people coming on or survivor just because it seems sort of diluted. What about the professional athletes that have come on and all the international cast? So you know, Olympian Lolo Jones, who I'm going to roll my eyes at because I just, I, I just can't stand her. Uh, she competed <laughs> on there. And a lot of people had a lot to say about there being a professional athlete competing on a regular season rather than like champs versus pros or something like that. Again, having me not completely follow all the seasons of the challenge, I don't really, I know that they did an all-stars season. I know that they had champs first all-stars and stuff like that, but I don't, I can't really sit here and talk specifically, I guess, about specific athletes that have been on the show, because like I said, it's not like I watch every single season. Um, but I do think it is kind of cool that they are bringing pro athletes on the show and mixing it up a little bit, because I kind of think it adds some flair to the show and it makes the competition a little bit better. And the reason why I say that is you pull a bunch of people from TV shows like, are you the one or real world or this or that? It's like a lot of the people are I can't say they're not athletic because of course most people are probably naturally athletically gifted, whether you can bounce a basketball or run, but you take people that play a professional sport and it kind of gives more competition and a more competitive feel to the show because people like Johnny bananas and CT have been dominating most of the season. So if you add in more competition for them, I think that it makes the show a little bit better to watch because it's kind of, and I'll use like another a sports terminology. It was like watching the Patriots dominate like the AFC for 20 years with Tom Brady. It's like you knew that we were going to probably make it to the Super Bowl. You knew that we were probably going to win. You knew that even if we weren't going to make it to the Super Bowl, we were going to have a better than 500 um, win more than 500 percentage of games that season. So it's like the same thing with like Johnny and CT and the same people that kept winning and winning and winning like Car Maria and whatnot. You throw in some people that are more athletically gifted kind of gives them more uh, to work towards and more to work for. And you don't just keep seeing the same freaking people win all the time. Yeah, it was interesting. I know you didn't watch season 36, uh, as you've mentioned, but Lolo Jones, she's she's a, an Olympian athlete. And it was it was interesting to watch her be able to like physically compete and, you know, do do quite well as she is very physically fit and, you know, a professional athlete. But socially, her game was just—it was awful because she didn't really under, she didn't really understand like dynamics in a challenge house, which I, I I think is fair. I think that's probably a disadvantage for professional athletes who haven't done reality TV. But it's strange because she did do Celebrity Big Brother and she did Champs versus Pros, so she should have an idea. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I so I guess I can agree with that. Um, that somebody who hasn't been on reality TV. TV before kind of has a disadvantage, but if she had already been on other shows that involved making friends and politicking and having alliances, I don't know 
why she didn't do that well. Again, I didn't watch the season, so I can't really speak too much on it, but I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to go on there and say, screw it. I don't care to make friends. I just want to go on here and compete, I guess. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't even know who the girl is, but maybe well, she just didn't give her crap and she just wanted to use her athletic skills. <laughs> Ah. Well, well, when you watch it, DM me. Um, I'll slide in your DMs and let you know. Yeah, because you'll probably have some some similar opinions that I had. Um, but are there any pro athletes you would want to compete on the show, like you would like to see compete on the challenge? I don't know who I would want to compete on the challenge. It's kind of hard because a lot of the pro athletes that I'm friends with or people that are currently still playing – a lot of them probably can't even play until their A, their contracts run out, or B, they retire because the way that their contracts are written is say they went on a challenge and they got hurt, they're held liable and they won't get money or be able to play their season. So essentially you sign a contract and your team like owns you for X amount of time. So they wouldn't most pro athletes that are currently still playing would not even be able to compete unless they went through like their agent, they would have to probably go through some sort of loops. But if you, if they could pull some like the old school, like Nomar Garcia Para, I know he's older, Mia Hamm, the soccer player. Um, that one I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mia Hamm is actually married to Nomar Garcia Para. Nomar Garcia Para was my favorite uh, baseball player back in the day. He used to play for the Red Sox, but maybe like Kelly Slater, he's a, well-known like professional surfer i would say get some of the freaking surfers on there because or skateboarders like get some of the badass people that do these like crazy like x games type like tj lavins on the show because those are the types of people that are going to be ballsy and not be afraid to do heights challenges or jumping off mountains or lakes like screw the regular pro athletes let's go for the freaking x games people that aren't afraid to freaking cut their wrist open if they fall off of a freaking bike you know what i mean like that's what they yeah. should be going for, like a boxer, a UFC fighter, uh, somebody like a TJ yeah. Lavin. Like that's who they should be going for, in my opinion. Uh, it's funny that you, that you mentioned <laughs> TJ because I I ran a Twitter poll a couple weeks ago where it was like, who do you think would win in like a fight or on a challenge, uh, TJ Lavin or Jeff Probst from Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> Did TJ so, win? Oh, so many people were like, no, TJ, because I was only comparing them uh, one, you know, they're both reality TV hosts. And two, I think they both like rip into competitors. And I think it's so funny. Like Jeff will be will be on Survivor and someone will like drop a puzzle piece or something. He's like, well, Bob dropped the puzzle piece. And that's probably why his wife left. And like, it's something so like you're like, oh, my God, (laughs) something so dramatic. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. (laughs) And TJ just like laughs at people. I don't know who that other host is, but do you know if that other host is like was a former pro athlete or anything or Jeff? No, he's he's just been the host of Survivor for what I know. Okay, so then I'll I'll attest to what you're saying then. I feel like TJ would win whatever type of competition poll you are putting out there because I actually just recently, obviously I know TJ in person from him being the host of my show and many shows. But I recently interviewed him on my podcast. It's a great episode if you guys want to go listen to it. But he talks all about like becoming a pro BMXer and all the injuries that he had and even having to be put into a medically induced coma and having to work on like speech therapy and learning how to walk again at times and just like working through medical hardships from being injured over and over and over again. So I feel like TJ would definitely win just because he's been there, done that and He's not just sitting there being like, oh, you dropped a puzzle piece. It's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. So I can 
definitely say that TJ would probably win whatever competition poll you are running right now or did run. Yeah, I I wasn't surprised to see, you know, who who would win in that that circumstance. I also did one with the Big Brother Canada versus US hosts and you know, obviously Big Brother Canada won. <laughs> Ar- Arissa is an icon and a queen and she just followed me on Twitter and I was like jumping around so excited. Um, You're like, little- "Yes, let me get her on the show." <laughs> a little salty because I did apply for Big Brother Canada this year and did not get cast, but that's okay because I'm just one less white person in to have to be exposed on on tv you know they tried to get a really diverse cast and i a thousand percent support that but or I just apply. keep applying for it even if you don't get yeah. picked that first time you can totally apply again and you might not make it the first time but i feel like if you keep doing it over and over and over again eventually they're gonna they'll notice you yeah i'm more in terms of like shows i'd like to compete on it's, obviously it's difficult given I'm a Canadian and we can't really apply for a lot of reality shows because you have to be a U.S. citizen. Um, although I did get like years ago, get several callbacks to the real world. And they asked me to be on Bad Girls Club once. And I was like, no, no, You're like, no, thank you. No, I would get beat up so fast. I'm I'm not a bad girl. I'm a sad girl. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I would do so poorly. Um, but the, like I've I applied for the circle which is on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's just somebody sitting in an apartment on social media. I am so prepared for that. Sign me up. Sitting in an apartment. Big brother, sit in a house for how many days? I'll take it. I'm in. 100K for any winner. Sign me up. Where do I I love it. Yeah. I don't know what the circle is, but obviously I'm familiar with Big Brother. And any if you get the opportunity to go on any type of reality show, I especially while you're young, while you're single, while you don't have kids, like go for it. It's a fun experience and just kind of like be you. I, people always ask me, how did you get on reality TV? And like the big thing is be authentically you. Like if you want to dress like you, talk like you, act like you, like they want people that are individuals and that are relatable to other people and demographics. So a lot of like the plain Jane boring people, if you watch reality TV, like those plain Jane boring people don't make the show. It's like, Everybody is memorable in their own way, whether it's like the way that you talk, the way that you act, the way that you dress, the way that you communicate with people. Like, that's what's going to land you on a reality TV show. And I try to tell people that. Don't try to act like somebody else. Like, just be you. I think The Bachelor is probably the only exception because you you could pay me an unlimited amount of money. I could not tell you uh, who anyone was from The Bachelor because they, to me, 98% of them look alike. Like, that is true. Um, I feel like you are correct on that show. It's a little bit different. And I think that they probably choose people based on one, they have to have a diverse cast, but a lot of it is probably kind of what they do with Are You the One? They probably have to ask whoever the bachelor or bachelorette is who they're interested in potentially marrying, because say they put a bunch of people on there that they're not interested in, then they're not going to find true love. So I feel like it's the Bachelor is probably the exception where it's a little bit different because they are probably choosing people based on what that Bachelor or Bachelorette wants to marry, if that makes sense. But I'm not a part of that casting crew, of course, but I would just think that that would make sense. I could never do that show. One, I <laughs> just no offense or maybe a little bit of offense to, to women that have competed on that show. But I just I couldn't I I would start bursting out in laughter standing there at a rose ceremony like waiting for this basically a stranger to give me a rose to say he maybe wants to hang out with me again 
but then also to a bunch of other women. I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's so awkward to me. How do you not how do you not laugh during that? I never understood it. It is kind of awkward, but I guess it is kind of similar to Are You the One? It's like I feel like Are You the One was the younger version and obviously like more immature version of The Bachelor or Bachelorette because how do we go up there and do these light ceremonies, barely knowing these people saying that we think that they're our perfect match. So for me, it was kind of similar. Yeah, we didn't have a rose, but they lit up a light for every time that there was a match. So for us, it was kind of similar. We barely knew these people. We thought we were just basing this off of initial connection, attraction, and how well we thought we knew the person. So I think that's also comparative to a show like The Bachelor. I definitely think that Are You The One has a far more interesting concept than The Bachelor. So for Are You The One, I find it to be such an interesting, like, social experiment so Mm -hmm. whenever i try to you know recommend a reality show to one of my friends you know most of my friends don't watch reality tv my twitter (laughs) does but most of my like you know in in person friends they they just don't really care about it which is fine but i'll try to like recommend it recommend something to them i'm like okay i'm like hear me out so it's like 20 singles they all have like a perfect match in there they have to try to find it um like they can find out if someone's not their match when we go to the truth booth i'm like they're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, but if they're not a match, they have to go back into the house and they have to watch the other person hook up with a different person. And they have to go through all these like different obstacles and, you know, you're being filmed. The whole, I'm like, it's a, it's such an interesting experience. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so it is, de- it, it is definitely season. like an interesting social experiment for sure. Because I mean, even think about you're dating somebody and then you break up with them in real life. A lot of the times you can just ghost them and never see them or talk to them again. Or you never have to ever even look at them on Instagram because you can block them. But as you just mentioned, you're in this house, whether it's big brother, are you the one or any type of reality TV show like the bachelor, you kiss somebody or you start falling for them, but then they start falling for somebody else. And it's kind of like, ew, like I'm around and I have to watch this. So it can definitely mess with your emotions a little bit. So, like, before you get chosen for any type of reality TV show, especially a dating one, just, like, make sure you're mentally ready for not only, like, the fans coming at you and, like, the hurt and the harm that it can do to you emotionally, physically, and mentally, I guess, Uh, but not only after the show when it's airing, but during the show because it can be hurtful at times, so... That's why they also, I think, put us through, and I don't even know if you guys know this, but... Before we even get chosen for a reality TV show, we actually, I think at the time I did it in New York near the Viacom studios, but they do like a big psychological test on us to make sure we are mentally sound. So that way after the show, if people start crap talking to us, probably so that way we don't get depressed or something. So they try to take as many precautions, they as in production, take as many precautions as they can. And we kind of do like, remember us doing social media training and being like, hey, like watch out for the trolls. So there's like a whole madness behind becoming like famous overnight and getting social media followers and trolls and watching your boyfriend that you date for two or three days end up hooking up with another chick like four or five days later, both on camera and after camera in front of you. So it's a it's a big mess. So if you guys are ever interested in getting on a reality TV show, make sure you fully are aware of what can happen because it's not that pretty at times, but it's a lot of fun and it's a good opportunity and a good experience, but just be wary of your heart and your mind. 
I think all of all of those points that you made are incredibly interesting because that seems like something that maybe people wouldn't think about before applying. You know, you, you don't think about how you're going to feel in the house. You don't think about whether or not the relationship that you're, you know, that you're carving with this person within whatever house it is on whatever show, how is it going to translate, you know, in the real world? Not not the show, the real world. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in, you know. in real life, in real yeah. life. I, I just think that's something that people probably don't think about. That's why I find a lot of these, like a lot of the perfect matches didn't work out in real life. It's true. Like a lot of the perfect matches, I feel like don't ma- don't work out in real life because I mean, aside from the perfect matches, they did a good job at like m- matching us with our person, I think, but on, you can only do so much on paper. Like, you know, like, for example, you could sit down, Nikki, and say, I want a guy that's five foot 11, blue eyes, blonde hair, successful, wants to have two kids with me, owns a Mercedes. You could sit there and list everything that you want. But at the end of the day, and this is kind of what the show tried to teach us, what you might want might not actually be what you need. So although you may want all those things and you can look for that, don't also, don't forget about looking for somebody with a kind soul or somebody that treats you right or isn't narcissistic like an atom or um, like basically don't just go. It's true. I mean, basically, don't just go for looks when you're younger, like make sure you date around and like, even for me, the older I got, I would sit there and I would like write down in my gratitude journal exactly what I was looking for in a future husband. Cause I was just like, I'm sick of dealing with all these people like that only want to go on dates here and there, or that like to ghost, or I'm not interested. So I ghost them back or whatever the heck the case may be. It's like, everybody's at a different stage in their life. And you have to like, look, write down what you want and think about what you want and meditate and pray on it. Because I don't know, I feel like you can get hurt both in real real life, like the real world, or also on a reality TV show. And people don't think about that stuff because like we're talking about, sometimes people get an opportunity to go on a TV show and they're like, yes, I really want to get on a reality TV show. Like my followers are going to go up. I'm going to get famous. I'm going to get this. And after you've been on one or two shows, you start thinking like, I don't know if I want this. Like, I don't know if I want this spot. Like, for example, I'll back it up a bit. Loki, I got asked to do, uh, X on the beach. I actually almost oh. went on X on the beach in 2019. I could talk about it now because it was two years ago. I went through like all the audition processes for it. They didn't actually tell me it was X on the beach, but after like me kind of figuring out what it was, I actually ultimately ended up declining because kind of like what we're talking about now, I like didn't want to dig up the old past. I didn't want Adam and I to be tossed around again. I was just, I was already going through a, a breakup with some guy that I thought I was going to marry. So for me, emotionally, I wasn't ready to handle like going on a show with potentially that ex at the time and maybe Adam. And I was just like, no. So same thing with Morgan. I just had her on my podcast. She said she doesn't really want to do reality TV shows right now because she's happy with her relationship and she's happy with where she's at and she doesn't want to ruin that. So I feel like the older you get and the more you do things, it's less about the followers and less about getting on TV. And it's more about how does it feel for Brittany to be on TV? How does it feel for Nikki to have her own podcast? How does it make me happy? How is it going to change my life? How is it going to alter the future, past, and present? And that's kind of how my thinking is different now at age 32, almost 33, than the young Brittany you heard um, when I was like 23 or 24 in season one of Are You The One? So again, I'm still that crazy, wild, fun Brit, of course. But I definitely can say that I've matured a little bit and or a lot of it and I think a little bit differently 
And I, I'm so supportive of it. And it's been so interesting to like see your journey over the years since like, are you the one was, I don't know, like 2014? Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So it's like seven or eight years ago. And it like blows my mind that, like I said, people will DM me and be like, yo, I loved you. And are you the one you're freaking awesome? I'm like, well, thank you. But that was like seven or eight years ago. I have a podcast. I put out new episodes every month. Go listen to them. And I kind of try to direct people into that's what I did eight years ago, but this is what I'm doing now. And people will be like, oh, are you still obsessed with Adam? And it's like, first off, if you only knew, a lot of that is editing. Like, yeah, was I into him the first like week, week and a half? Of course I was. I'm not going to deny that. But the last like five, six, seven weeks of us being there, however long we were there, him and I were just friends. Like we weren't really doing anything. At times I was mad at him, so I wouldn't even talk to him. Um, So it's like a lot of that was editing, of course, and I'm definitely not obsessed with him anymore. Him and I don't even like really talk. Granted, we did develop a friendship for a little bit after the show. We actually hosted spring break together in Cancun with Shelby and a couple of other people, I think once or twice and stuff like that. We used to like talk on the phone here and there again, just as friends. But I would say the last like year, year and a half, two years, it kind of all of that has just like fizzled out. And I don't even think I follow him on Instagram anymore. It's like you kind of like live and you learn and you just kind of move on, I guess, especially if people don't add value to your life, whether it's an ex or a friend or a job opportunity or whatever the case may be, if people aren't going to be positive or add something to your life, like you don't need them anymore. Nope. If you're not making me happy, you're not making me money. <laughs> you don't really. You don't need it. You don't need out, it. Out you go. <laughs> Just... Exactly, girl. Like, I've, I've found the pandemic uh, to be really good for that. I've noticed I'll be like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in so long. And I'm like, that's fine. You're like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to reach out to me, they would. I, I'm like, I think my life is doing just fine with the removal of a lot of people. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's really important because like, you know, I haven't been on reality TV. And so I, I feel like with you and Adam, what they did was they had to create a storyline for you. They did. They totally created a storyline. And I felt uh, when you were on the challenge, they were like, oh, Brittany's going to get obsessed with Adam again. I'm like, I'm watching I'm like no she's not <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're right they do and I can agree with that too is they do totally create storylines and they kind of make characters out of all of us um so in one sense it was hurtful watching my season of are you the one back when I was in my 20s actually haven't watched the season since I think at some point I probably will um but going on the challenge with Adam I kind of knew that that was my time for redemption. And I was kind of just like, I'm going to let people know that like, we're just friends. I don't care about him. I'm not obsessed with him. And if I want him or if I want to like make out with him, like I will. But if I don't like, I'm the one in charge and I'm the one in control now. So you guys kind of see that on our season of the challenge where we just kind of work together and we're friends, but I definitely don't care about him in a romantic way at all. Cause at that point there was already, that was like four or five months after us filming. Are you the one? And I, didn't really care about him like that at all. So that's why you watch the two different shows and you're kind of like, okay, well, she's clearly not obsessed with him anymore. So I don't I think, know. I think people tend to forget that like relationships, you know, they end and people and move they on. Change. And yeah. My best friend texted me the other day and she's like, you know, I just saw an insert ex-boyfriend's name here. She's like, I saw a picture of him on Facebook and I was like, who is this? And she's like, oh yeah, uh- I dated him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like I forget. I like to forget about men at least once a day. You know? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. It's like again, going back to what we were saying, it's kinda like if they're not if you're not 
involved in them romantically or in a friendship type of way. There's no need to be looking at their Instagram or hitting them up for lunch or whatever. It's like you kind of just move on and that kind of just leaves space both mentally, physically, and emotionally for the right guy to come along. And that's kind of the older I have gotten, I've learned that too. Because again, when I was younger, I used to dwell on things and be like, oh, I wonder if he, not even Adam, but like in general, I wonder if he's going to call me again or oh no, why doesn't he want to go on a second date? I wonder if I should just ghost him back and play all these stupid freaking mind games. And it's like the older I got, I would be like, nah, like first off, I'm too pretty. I'm too successful. I have too much going on in my life. If some guy don't want to go on a second date with me by I'm not hooking up with you right away. Like I've learned to be like celibate and wait for the right guy. Like I've totally changed since my twenties. Like, and I feel like growing up in a world when we were younger, where it was like, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC where it was like talking about flaunting your body and hooking up and doing this and doing that. It's like, that's what we were immersed with. And then you get spiritual and you get older and you're kind of like, nah, it's actually the complete opposite. Like if you, somebody's going to love you for you, they're going to take their time. They're going to get to know you. They're going to develop their friendship and either a, you're just going to be friends or you're going to end up falling in love. And that's kind of how I found the guy that I'm dating now. We started up as friends. We bumped into each other in the Boston area he happened to be in the t- in town for a weekend. He slid in my DMs and we FaceTimed throughout the pandemic for like four or five months. He eventually came to visit me in Boston after us meeting that one time in Boston. And here we are a whole year later of essentially living together. Um, and now we're looking at houses. And it's like, that was my very first relationship since high school where we took things very slowly. We got to know each other. It wasn't like, oh, he's not asking me out on a date. I'm going to go ghost him. It was like, okay, cool. Like we have this distance between us. So let's get to know one another. Let's figure out what our fears are, what we love the most, what we hate. And that's my biggest advice that I can give to people, both old and young. And I'm no freaking relationship expert, but honestly, become celibate. Like do not just hook up with guys because you clearing out your mind, body, and soul for the right person. And is the way to go. And I'm not just saying this to sound like a prissy person. This is something that I did after my relationship that I dated somebody for two years. Um, I literally just like didn't do anything with anybody for a year and a half. I kind of just focused on me, my friendships and my spirituality. And I was like, the next guy that's worthy of me, mind, body and soul will get that. And here we are. So then I think that's beautiful. And that it took a while to get to this point. But here we are. (laughs) I think that's why dating in the pandemic has been so interesting because, you know, I'll like talk to a few people here and there um, and they'll be like, okay, so like, do you want to, do you want to go for a coffee? I'm like, okay. um, It's very sweet that you're asking me out three minutes after we've been talking. Uh, (laughs) There's a global pandemic. This would be in like, you know, sort of the earlier stages of the pandemic and uh, where I live. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. uh, The borders are closed. The borders are closed. Uh, we're still in a citywide or province-wide lockdown. Um, so I can't even, like, I can't even go to the store to purchase, like, a picture frame. Like, only essential still? items. Oh, yeah. We still Ew, have a why? stay-at-home order. <laughs> because, because Doug Ford is the worst ever. That's why. That's so. terrible. I feel so bad for you guys up there because, I mean, for us, too, it was kind of like that for a little bit, but they're slowly starting to relax things. Like, I don't know. I won't sit here and, and crap what's going on in Canada because I don't really know exactly what's going on in Canada but if you guys are still on a lockdown like that book a flight girl and sneak out and go to the U.S. for a little bit because that sounds miserable especially with summer coming out 
get the hell out of there. <laughs> it's it will only be a hot. I'll sneak girl you out, girl. I'll sneak you out. <laughs> My passport is just like collecting dust. Oh gosh. I like whip it out, whip it out. I'm sneaking you out over the border. (laughs) I open my drawer. I'm like, hey, bud. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. I only have a suitcase pack to go to a different province. So, not that I recommend travel during a pandemic. However, we have all the precautions taken. Wear your mask and go travel. I mean, I've been, I've been doing a lot of traveling myself. Actually, in the month of June, I'm going back up to Boston. I'm in North Carolina now, but I'm going back up to Boston. I'm going to Seattle to visit my boyfriend. Like, we've gone to Louisiana. We've gone to Florida. I haven't really been out of the States at all because who knows what's going on in the different countries. But, like, I feel like I've been totally just living my life, wearing a mask when I need to, taking my vitamins, taking precautions when I need to. But I'm just at that point where you're only young once and you only have one life. And... I don't want to be sitting around in my bedroom for a year or two or three or four and be like, why did I just waste three years of my life? So I've been kind of just going with the flow when I can. Uh, I I try to do what I can in terms of getting outside, but (laughs) obviously it's difficult, difficult here, but I want to, you know, I want to get out to, I want to get out to Vegas and see my friends and like get out to California where my friends are. I have friends that are just like dispersed worldwide and i'm like oh i miss them so much book flights girl and get out once that border opens up i'm, I'm, <laughs> doing my second game. I'm getting that second vaccine and you're out <laughs> pfizer shot tequila shot i'm ready <laughs> i like it pfizer shot the tequila shot you're out you know, get going um well thank you so much for talking to me and you know putting up with me for my, my this first interview on coffee talk <laughs> no i loved it thank you so much for having me on and when you uh Almost when you slid in my DMs, I guess you didn't slide in my DMs. You emailed me, um, but I appreciate you reaching out and keeping me in mind. And if you ever want me to come back on here um, and stuff like that, feel free to reach out. I love helping others because obviously I wouldn't have a podcast either if people weren't willing to come on my show. So I kind of like to return that favor to people, um, especially if they are organized like yourself. Like there's some people that'll ask me to do a podcast and I'm like, okay, well, what are you asking me? Like what types of questions, like what is going on here? show me some of your work. And I feel like sometimes people just want the opportunity to like talk to famous people or talk to people that are on TV shows. They don't even really know what they're doing. So those types of people, I kind of don't like interview with them, but I'll kind of give them tips and advice to try to get people on their show. Like, again, I'm not trying to crap on people that are just starting out. Cause again, at one point I was just starting out too, but it's like, you get to work on your skills and have like a plan before you reach out to people. So the reason why I'm mentioning it is you do a good job at like, Hey, you give me a time, you reach out, you're professional, you're fun about it, you have your questions already listed. So whatever you're doing, you're doing, girl. So keep rocking it. <laughs> Thank you. And where where can the, the viewers and listeners find you on Twitter, Instagram, and your podcast? How can they listen to it? Sure. So if you guys are interested, all of my social media is just at Brittany Baldi. So my actual last name is Baldessari, but Baldi, B-A-L-D-I is just the shortened version of my last name. Is actually my sports nickname. People used to be like, Baldi's up at the plate. Baldi, Baldi. So I kind of, that's kind of like my stage last name is essentially a shortened version of my actual last name because it's freaking 10 letters long and Lord knows it's a mouthful. So it's just, all my social media is just at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. B-A-L-D-I. And then the podcast is The Boss Babe. So B-O-S-B-A-B-E-S. And if you look at the logo, um, it's the Boston skyline uh, with like 
the word BOS in it again for Boston. So it's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. Slide in my DMs. If you want, I can send you the link directly. And I put out brand new episodes every month. And a lot of them are people that you probably would want to listen to. It's a lot of pro athletes, their wives and girlfriends, and a ton of reality TV competitors. We love it. And of course, you can find Caffeine Confessionals on caffeineconfessionals.com. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that at the Nikki Sin. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, stay tuned for a new episode soon. Just trying to. <laughs>